0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. It's time to grab your cup of coffee or your tea. We're going to have to grab water because guess what I did? I put my coffee in the microwave, heated up a titch and left it in there. But anyway, it's still time to sit back and relax and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above for this week, this week being the first full week of June. And we have some exciting things ahead for the week, but today we're going to primarily focus on Venus as she's taking center stage at this point in time today with a phase change. And we'll talk a little bit about what that means Uh, today with a change of sign moving out of the sign of cancer where she's been for the last few weeks and now into the sign of Leo where she will be for the next several months. Mm, which means that we also have a retrograde Venus to, to contend with at some point in time. So we have a lot to talk about as far as Venus is concerned. Today might be a really good day for you to have both your astrology chart and your human design chart handy. And that's because we're going to talk about where Venus is going to be sitting in the chart. And since she's going to be in Leo for a very long time, you'll want to know where Leo is in your chart, because first of all, we want to know, well, what does Venus in Leo represent? And what does Venus represent on her own? What does Leo represent on his own? And then where is that in my chart by house? Because that is the house or the area of your life that Venus is going to be taking up residence in and she will be there for an extended period of time. So of course we're interested, right? We want to really know what it is that she is going to be bringing to us. And as well, uh, we'll take a look at her transits from now through October, which is how long she's going to be in Leo. Uh, at the different gates that she will be occupying where those are in your human design chart. And then uh, trying to understand, well, what is this whole cycle of Venus about for us during this period of time? So good morning to those of you who are joining me live. And if you are in the background, good morning to you as well. But of course, we always like to start the week with kind of a look at where's the moon, the moon, of course, did you see the beautiful full moon? It was called the strawberry moon, I believe. And uh, the strawberry moon was very big. It seemed like it anyway. And it was a very easy moon, right? I didn't have, uh, with with the exception of one little blip yesterday on the screen, a short-term little blip, it was actually a very good moon so i hope all of you had a great weekend and enjoyed that sagittarius flavored let's get out and explore an adventure it is kind of funny i did end up on an adventure yesterday um i noticed coming i was coming home from town and just as i come over the bridge of uh, one of the rivers that tells me i'm getting close to home there was a sign it said farm stand and i went oh I got to go see what this is all about. So Terry and I, we make this right-hand turn on a one-way street. So we're going the right way, though, on the one-way street. <laughs> and we passed this farm stand, but there were no cars there. It wasn't even open yet. So I'm thinking it probably opens a little bit later when you know crops from the local area start to come in. But the street itself didn't have a clear way to get back to the road that I needed to get home. So Terry's like, well, just follow the road. Let's see where it takes us. So we did go on a bit of an adventure on the road. It's not like we got lost or anything, but we had to sort of take the long way home. And it was kind of fun. It was a beautiful day anyway. So it was fun to do that. So now we have the moon finished with the sign of Sagittarius and now into the sign of Capricorn. So we go from the more adventurous, exploring, optimistic to the more uh, purposeful, let's get things done, um, even a more focused energy of the moon in the sign of Capricorn. Now Capricorn is a sign that is ruled by Saturn. So we have a Saturn feel to the day to the moon saturn does not do really well with emotional energy and the moon does very well with emotional energy so we may see today that we have this inner fight going on between expressing emotion, feeling emotion and tamping it back, you know, holding it down, not feeling. And that type of energy will be through the next couple of days. But Capricorn as the moon placement in Capricorn is about responsibility. It's about our doing our due diligence, uh, following our intuition, doing uh, listening, if you will, to our inner voice and taking action from that deeper place. And as far as, you know, what do we do? It it is whatever it is that we do, we do in a more disciplined way. And there's success markers here because Capricorn ruled by Saturn isn't always drudgery and, uh, you know, hard work and no fun. It is actually reward And success, when we've done the work, right, when you do your work, or when you pay attention, then we have this um, possibility for success. There's a respect here, respect for oneself, as well as respect for others, respect for the processes of getting to where you want to go. In other words, if you're trying to build something, you can't just skip putting the nails in and use glue. Right. That isn't probably going to help. If you needed nails, then you got to use nails. Uh, So we have to be respectful and then respectful of the process of what needs doing. Right. So that it all turns out. But then on the other hand, there is also the need for us to be respected. And that might mean sometimes if you are, you know, with a group of people or you're in a family situation and there's no respect Well, that's going to be a problem with the moon in Capricorn, right? We want to feel respected, but we also want to be the ones that are respectful. And it's an earth sign, Capricorn's earth. So we want to be grounded, feet on the ground, right? Practical, uh, application of anything that it is we're doing. There's a dose of realism or being realistic it's not that you can't be idealistic. It's that if you are trying to do something, you have to do it in real world ways, right? You live in the 3d. So yes, we have lots of thoughts and we have lots of creativity, but none of that comes to fruition. If you don't take action, so action is required. And that is a part of the moon and Capricorn as well. Uh, persistence, right sticking with something persevering with something um seizing the moments if you will and then taking advantage of the uh pathway that opens up in front of you to create opportunities to create something in general creative energy is going to be big and up in our faces for the summer so i want you to keep that word sort of In your head, and then we also have opportunities to lead by example. So if you're here, if you're uh, someone that's in a leadership position, you don't want to do things. You don't want to make other people do things that you yourself wouldn't want to go do. So you want to be able to lead by example. And there's kind of a a saying that we can attribute to Capricorn, and it's all about to the moon in Capricorn in particular, and it's. I know what it takes to get something done, right? So know what it takes to get what you want or know what it takes to express yourself fully, know what it takes to finish building something or to create something and use the power of the moon in Capricorn for that type of thing. Now we also know there's always going to be the shadow part. We can't help it. There's always we live on a dual planet, so we always have the high. The shadow is on the other side, so we have both expressions available. Now Capricorn's shadow energy is about getting rigid or being rigid, um, or holding rigid attitudes, right? Where you you kind of get stuck on this train of thought and you aren't able to see beyond that right your focus gets too limited you get a narrowed point of view all you can see is right what's in front of you and you don't see all of the grander amount of things going on around you right so this can be specifically to our thinking and our feeling and thinking too small being too small right holding such narrow and rigid um ideas or opinions that that your world starts to condense or to crack, uh, co- constrict that's the word I was looking for and then there's also scarcity mindset Capricorn is meant to be a very it's earth right it's a very uh productive sign and that productivity leads to success that's the high side but uh, often then there can be fears that are governing the whole process and whatever intention that you put into a project when you start it is the energy that is imbued through the whole project. Think about that. So if you go into something open-hearted and open-minded and you know, full of excitement, that energy carries through the whole project. But if you go in with a narrow-minded, a... Uh, a focus that's too narrow, then that energy also carries through the whole of the moon cycle in this particular thing or the project that you're working on. So we want to make sure that we're not letting fears govern what we're doing because then fear would be the signature throughout the whole of that experience. There's also the potential for inconsistency here for being up one minute down the next, right? Going forward, pulling backwards. So we want to be consistent Opportunism is also a problem here where uh, we become opportunistic, which would be kind of led by greed instead of let's share with everybody uh, being in a depressed mode. We have Capricorn ruled by Saturn. We can't mistake that sometimes that creative process takes us into the lower end of the cycle where we may feel depressed, but you don't you want to be aware of saying things like I am depressed or I'm depressed, right? Because it's not so much that you're depressed, but that you're feeling that low energy or that depression. So we'll want to watch that for the time that the moon is in Capricorn, which by the way, is today, tomorrow. And uh, it switches very early Wednesday morning, my time still going to be early morning East Coast time. Uh, into the sign of Aquarius. And remember, Capricorn and Aquarius are both ruled by Saturn in the more traditional way of looking at rulership. So Saturn is really the one that's holding a lot of energy for this week, right? So we have, let's see, Aquarius takes us all the way into Friday. So most of the work week has some Saturnian flares to it, meaning work, getting things done, doing things properly, doing your due diligence. That's going to be kind of an echoing theme throughout the week ahead. So try not to shirk responsibility. Try not to fall into the fear field. Um, Don't get into thinking that you don't have what it takes because you are everything. You have everything and you are everything that you need to do whatever it is that you want to do, especially when it comes to the creative uh, expression. Now, the other part about the moon in Capricorn is it also helps us get some clarity around our goals, right? Do you have goals or or dreams or aspirations? Um, If not, this is the time, right? The moon gives us this opportunity to be clear about our goals, to be resourceful in the way that we uh, go about getting things done um, and how we have the opportunities to overcome any of the things that have been holding us back remember that capricorn is also very status oriented it is a sign that likes to be you know on top right it likes to be in charge it likes to have that uh idea of making its mark right leaving its mark um contributing something to the overall energy of the world. And so it seeks recognition. It is ambitious. It is driven in some respects. Just make sure that what's driving you is the higher energies. Like I want to share of something of myself. I want to share my gifts and my talents and not that I want to, you know, dominate everybody. So we want to watch out for being too serious, being authoritative or authoritarian. Uh, It's funny. I saw that word authoritarian out in the news this morning. How funny, right? That those words will start to show up even in your outer world in some ways. Um, So don't be rigid. Don't be closed minded. We want to be we want to maintain our open mindedness throughout all of the week because of that Saturn piece that's there but also specifically for these first couple of days that the moon is in the sign of Capricorn. All right. Let's say good morning to people who are checking in. Hello, Debbie Tibbetts, two wheel. It's good to have you with us. And Joan, good morning to you. Kajela. Hello, Christine. Nice to have you here. Ty Lynn. Nice to have you. Nargis, It's good to have you. Amanda J and Natasha. Good to see you. Natasha. I bet you're looking forward to summer break, right? Summer break, unless you're teaching summer school this year. I don't even know if they have such an animal anymore, but if you are, well, hopefully you get a break. Uh, Okay. So I bet some of you have noticed if you have your Pleiadian earth calendar handy, that there was a heart on the day today. So Monday, June 5th is a 13 self-regulating day. It is a day for completions, right? The, The Pleiadian earth astrology week is 13 days long. And that 13 day period is uh, coming to a close with the energy of self regulating. Now, that doesn't sound dead sexy, does it? It's not really all that, you know, ah, oh, wonderful of an energy. It's not like love. It's not like creativity. It's like, regulate yourself, girl, right? It's like you be responsible for you. It kind of with the theme of our um, moon this week, right? Responsibility is a part of self-regulation, right? Only you can, I'm going to say control, but I, I I don't mean it in that negative way. Let's use regulate. Only you can regulate you, right? There's no one outside of you that you should be giving your authority to, right? Your authority is yours. Your word is gold. And the self-regulating energy then is all about being in the driver's seat of your life. So are you, or is someone else driving the car and you're just along for the ride? Uh, take a look at that. This is a great day to look at that and to rate, you know, you always have the opportunity to change, right? You always can change what's there. No- nothing nothing is static forever. You, You don't always have to be powerless. You get to choose, <laughs> choose, being empowered, choose how you regulate yourself and your life, and don't give that power away to other people. Now, 13 is the last number. So it, it it's about kind of the ending of this week, but it also means that we kind of go into a self-evaluative era, period of time, where we're going inward, right? We're inward facing, and we can do some contemplation about what this last 13 days has meant to us, what's been happening in our lives. uh, What have we learned? What's our takeaway as we get prepared for tomorrow's move into one catalyzing energy. So that's a high energy of beginnings, right? Tomorrow's great for catalyzing something. And you know, changing up the energy tomorrow. But today is the day to look at what has your responsibility been in this week, this past week, and have you played your role to your um, to to your best? Um, is there something that you need to change within yourself? It's it's a really that self reflection energy is pretty high today, but also knowing that you are the only one that can regulate everything about you. And then the heart on the, on the uh, Pleiadian calendar today suggests that something is going on with Venus and indeed Venus, who I've kind of ignored up until this point, right? I have not really played to her strengths lately, Um, but Venus here is going through a phase change. And we know this because she's getting ready to move into retrograde. Well, she will next month in July and that means that she is coming into the wholeness of herself as the mother goddess, as the, the maiden, the, the fullness of her femininity, of her feminine power uh, at this moment in time. So this phase is called wholeness. And by the way, oh here it is. This is a uh, work that you can find more about on Adam Gainsburg's book, The Light of Venus, Embracing Your Deeper Feminine empowering our shared future so it goes through each of the phases and it also has a table or an index of the phases so that you can go back in time and find out what phase venus was in when you were born so that you know more about yourself your venus self if you will and that book is really good at talking about that but also in uh, the Pleiadian earth energy book. Oh, here it is. Pleiadian Ast- earth astrology by Pia uh, Orlean and Colin Baird Smith. There's also some really good information about the Venus cycle as seen through the Pleiadian earth energy calendar, but she also bases a lot of her wisdom in things that the research that Adam Gainsberg had done and uh, someone else too, whose name escapes me, but if I remember it, I'll shout it out. Uh, so that if you want more research into this area, you can certainly do that. Now, wholeness, she is here in this phase for 50 days. So just in case you wanted to know how long it was between now and July 22nd, Uh, we have 50 days, 50 days until July 22. And that will be the day that Venus turns into retrograde. That will be the day that she moves out of wholeness and into completion. So we're finishing finishing up a Venus cycle, right? This whole time from now, all the way through the fall, we are in the ending of a Venus cycle. And at this point, she's an evening star, right? So you see her in the night sky. I noticed last night how bright she was at first. And she's in the, oh, I don't even know what direction that is. Must be Southwestern sky. And she was so bright at first. I thought she was an airplane, but she wasn't moving. She's a star or she's a, she's a planet, but she is reflecting a lot of sun's light because at this point she is the furthest away from the sun. She's closer to earth. So the, the light of the sun through Venus, is being reflected to us in a very bright way here on our planet. This is her cycle of maximum brightness. This is her cycle of maximum separation from the sun, the furthest away she gets from the sun. And during this time, for us mere mortals here on the planet, this is the time for us to actualize all of the potential for us to share of our Uh, personal creativity with the world in a way, at a path of service and and a path to uplift the world. So we're bringing it, actualizing, right? Actual, bringing it into actuality, making the act real, right? Bringing it into reality and sharing that. uh, First of all, we have to, to know we have all of this potential, all of this Venus potential. And then we have to be able to bring it into reality and to share it then with the world is what it is that we are here to do with that energy, okay? With our gifts, with our talents, okay? Now, that's the the cycle of Venus at this moment, but Venus today steps into the sign of Leo. And she is in Leo from June 5th today, all the way through October 8th. So a very long period of time, remember Mars last year, right? He moved into Gemini, something like June or July. And he was there all the way until uh, the beginning of the next year. I think it was March of this year. Maybe it was February long time when the inner planets go retrograde. They spend a, a long period of time in one sign where we're used to seeing them move out every three to five weeks, right? Those those two planets, Venus and Mars in particular, do that. So she's there for a long period of time. The first part of that phase right now is in direct motion from July 22nd until September 3rd. She is in retrograde motion. And then from September 3rd until October 8th, she completes her Leo adventures. So this is why I said, if you have your human design chart, or you're, we're going to talk about the human design aspects of this in a minute, but um If you have your astrology chart, look to where Leo is. Leo is going to take in a lot of energy for you this summer, right? So the different house, so we'll we'll have a, a description of what Venus means, of what Leo means, of what Venus in Leo means, and then what does Venus in Leo mean to you personally based on the house? that it's transiting through in your chart. Okay, so we're breaking this down in a couple of different ways. So in the biggest general um, expression of Venus energy in Leo, it's all about beauty. It's about generosity and love and romance and feeling special. Uh, And it is It's a time where Venus is actually, she's feeling pretty good in this sign, but she's also seeking the center of attention. So those Venus aspects of ourselves want to be noticed, want to be loved, want to be admired, right? So it it pulls us out into the world uh, to share of those parts of ourselves. We want to share beauty. We want to share all of that fun stuff, right? That the things that make us feel good, the things that we can do to make other people feel good, right? And on top of that, Leo himself, Leo is a sign, the only sign ruled by the sun in our astrology, which is kind of weird, don't you think? We have dual Mercury roles. We have dual Venus roles. Um, we have you know, dual Pluto roles. Uh, Saturn rules, but we don't have one for the sun. The sun takes up only one sign and that sign is Leo. So we have all of the creativity and passion and the self-expression of Leo energy in play as well. Now, remember too, that Leo is the path of the individual, right? Leo, the opposite sign of Leo is Aquarius. Aquarius is the sign of the group or the network, or the community, but Leo is the individual. So it's the individual path of self-expression, it's the individual path of expressing yourself or being a part of the group, right? But in your own unique and special way. Does that make sense to everybody? So what we want to do is to make sure that we are applying, our uniqueness to the whole not trying to fit in and be like everyone else but to be the unique expression of who you are right that is what exactly we need to do now when we look at venus areas that she rules she rules relationships right she's the ruler of both taurus and libra so we have the beauty sensuality harmony down to earth practical Uh, aspects of the of relationships and finances, uh, self-worth and the forces of attraction in both Taurus and Libra relationships and tact and diplomacy and balances, uh, harmony, right? So we have a lot of things, a lot of different moving pieces on the chart. If you're a Taurus or a Libra, you bet you this is going to be very activated for you during this summer, summer into early fall. So you, if you are a Taurus or you are a Libra, you're gonna wanna know where Taurus is, where Libra is, and where Leo is in your charts. The rest of us will be impacted too if you are a Sagittarian, a Leo, uh, or a, uh, what's the other fire sign, Sagittarius, Leo, and what? Aries, you are also going to have little fires lit under you And the air signs perhaps are more fanning the flames of all the passion, Um, maybe getting caught up in your heads too. But remember by far and away, this is an energy that seeks expression in the world, right? Not just in our heads, but in the world right down here. So Venus relationships, finances, self-worth, but she's also a magnetic attractor. She has a lot of attraction energy, not just attraction because, hey, we look good or we smell good or, you know, we're doing fun things or good things, but attractive as what are you focusing on because that is being attracted as well. So she has attractive powers, magnetic attractive powers. So we'll wanna be careful too about what it is that we're focusing on during this period of time because if we're focusing on what we don't want, we are just as likely to get that more of that as opposed to getting what we truly wanted. So we have to be aware of what's going on. What's our thinking processes, because even though the thinking processes don't necessarily create reality, the thinking processes often drive the actions that we will take, right? And it's those actions that we take that create. So keep that in mind. Now, During the retrograde, so right now, I encourage all of you, all of us should be really focusing on what we love, what we want to do, what we want to bring out into the world, because by the time we get to July 22nd through September 3rd, the retrograde, we might be asking the question, where did all our fire go? Where did the passion go? It may feel like it got burned out or it might feel like it got extinguished somehow, But that is the nature of creative energy. Remember, creative energy is expressive. Right now it's expressive in its wholeness. And then it moves into the quieter um, energy of creation that is much more unseen. So it'll be a time for us to find our new creative outlets, right? To to find a way to express ourselves in in, in a different maybe way, in a unique way, um, so just remember we're in we're in this very exuberant outer cycle, and then we're gonna go inward for a good chunk of the summer, right, which is kind of appropriate when you think about it because in the summer, at least in the northern hemisphere, it's summer. So we have lots to do. Right there's you know the call of the sun, <laughs> the call of the water, <laughs> the call of vacation. Right there's other things that we want to do, so we're not always so focused at that point in time on uh, the outer world expression of who we are. So now we get to go during that summer and take it inward. And while we're out playing and having some Leo fun, we can be also considering, well, how would I want to share my most bright, beautiful um, self? and ideas and creativity with the world, okay? So it works out, I think, in a really good way. So while you may be asking, where did the fire go? It didn't go anywhere. It just went more inward, okay? And that will be, again, from July 22nd until the 3rd of September. Now, for those of you who really do know your charts and you wanna know degrees, Venus will retrograde from uh, 28 degrees of Leo backwards to 12 degrees of Leo so when she enters the rx zone she'll be at 12 degrees and we'll be preparing then for that retrograde okay all right questions about that anybody and i'm going to go back and pick up some um People that I didn't see before, Amanda J, hello. Asa, good morning, it's good to have you. And Natasha says, yes, I feel many of us in the educational world, even students are looking for a break. I'm grateful for the time to refocus and do with a little less restrictions of the day-to-day, right, the nine, to hers schedules nine to one. Uh, but she also has her own business. So this may give you more time to focus on the things that you really love to do for you. Good morning, Gayla. It's great to see you. JLo, hello. She's listening at two times speed again because she came in late. <laughs> I love it. Requiem for a Tuesday, she says. So that's what's happening to me. You might have to elaborate a little more for us there, Requiem. Amanda J. Leo in the fourth house for me. Natal Moon is there and Taurus is in my first house. First house issues are all about personal, right? The personal you, a fourth house Leo, you're going to have an extended period of time to really reevaluate home and family and traditions. Why you do what you do. Are you ready for um, the, the next phase of where you want to go. It's a building time in the fourth house, the fourth house puts all the nails in the wood, right? So that they'll stick together and build something. So it's a building time for you, Amanda, as well. It might have issues around your mom or other women in your life. Um, but also, you know, should be a time for you to really bring out who you are to self-individuate. Uh, Christine says, is that, only sun sign. Okay. I'm missing something. That's Leo is the only sign that the sun rules in astrology. So all the planets have rulership over someplace. Uh, the sun holds rulership over Leo. Uh, but all the sun signs, all of you all are going to be affected or impacted because all of you have Leo somewhere in your chart. You may not be a Leo. You may not have any planets in Leo. For me, I have five things going on in Leo. So that Venus retrograde is gonna be picking up some speed and hitting me in some very powerful ways. I also want you to remember that Mars is also in Leo right now. Right now, today, he is sitting, where are you? You are sitting at, he's at 9-11, 9-1-1. <laughs> That's funny. Um, that's where Mars is sitting. So, you know, tomorrow or later today, let's see, Venus actually moves in uh, to Leo at well, 6.47 a.m. my time. So we already have, so I I pulled this chart before that point and she was at 29.59 at the time I put the chart up at 6.44 a.m. That's so funny. But now she's in the sign of Leo and moving toward uh, Mars. I don't believe they actually hold a conjunction uh, this year. They did two years ago when um, Venus or uh, yeah, Venus and Mars conjuncted in Leo. As a matter of fact, so interesting times. Um, now, if we start to look at oh, I was going through questions here. Uh, natal third house progressed first Leo. Interesting. I've been making more TikToks with myself and posting pictures of me. Right, you're coming out. You're having a coming out party. I love it. Have a coming out party, JLo. Uh, a friend of mine one time married herself. We actually went to her wedding was at her house it was a beautiful little ceremony and uh it was just fascinating right to think about that's a very leo thing to do to marry oneself and she did it in a way that wasn't narcissistic or arrogant or prideful it was just you know i'm really carrying the mantle of me and i'm really you know choosing me she's choosing she was choosing herself she didn't have to have a partner that was going to be something that she could put all of her energy into. She was putting her energy into her. I thought it was an interesting thing to do. Uh, Okay, Christine Buckingham, fourth house, Leo and Uranus. I have Uranus also in Leo. I have Mars in Leo. I have my North Node in Leo. I have my Black Moon Lilith in Leo. (sighs) Lots of stuff going on. Christine, you're going to be sort of like Amanda with the fourth house, um, uh, Leo, Venus, it's going to be more about what, how how do I build my, my safety net? How do I, how do I shore my own self up my foundation, my roots? And uh, how do I, you know, build for what comes next? How do I build for that? Requiem for a Tuesday. Hello, Mars coming from a Scorpio. Uh, Mars and Leo, is that what you mean? Asa, Mars is sitting right over my Leo moon, Mars and moon. So, any blow ups going on in your life? Any uh, Mars confrontations happening? Emotional confrontations happening? That's kind of what I think about with uh, Mars in Leo. I had an emotional blow up the other day. This was so weird for me because usually I don't. I don't get involved in other people's business, but yesterday, Terry and I were at the car shop or the, uh, like auto zone or whatever you call those places, car parts place. And, uh, my check engine light had come on. And so they test for that to tell you what it is that's going on in your car. And then whatever it was, Terry was buying some products. So I'm standing in line with him and this man comes walking across from the uh, back corner of the store. And he's bumbling and grumbling. He's like, oh, I can't get out of here. I want to get out of here. I want to go home. On and on and on about, well, you know, getting, hurry up, hurry up, get me out of here. And then he gets in line behind me. And I'm ignoring this, right? Up until this point, I'm just observing that that's what he's doing. Uh, but he was continuing in the back, making all ki- in, in in line behind me, making all kinds of noises and telling the guy to hurry up to get on with it, to get out. And I'm like, okay, the guy had several things in front of Terry that he was buying. So you wait, right? What else do you do? So finally that guy leaves and then Terry and I, it's our turn and we have one thing, that's all. And the guy behind me is still muttering and mumbling. It's almost passive aggressive, but he wants to make sure people hear him. Finally, I turned around and I looked at him. I go, be patient. I just, I mean, I wanted to yell it. I don't yell, but I did kind of make it very forceful. Be patient. Your turn is next. And then when he walked out after us, I was waiting for Terry to put whatever he was putting in the car. He's still mumbling. Saying the F word as he's crossing the parking lot. And all, I mean, like I finally realized he must be having a mental breakdown or something because he continued to do this. So I wasted my total energy in even engaging with him because he never engaged back. He just looked at me like I'd grown two heads. But it was this energy that just like bubbled out. I couldn't help myself. It just went out. And uh, anyway, that was the only blip on my screen, remember back in the beginning, I said there was only one blip on my weekend screen and it was that man. And I gave way too much power and time away to that interaction uh, for my own good. But that's the kind of thing that happens when Mars is in <laughs> Leo. It's like suddenly that grr comes out, right? The claws and then backs off, right? Backs off, all right. <laughs> So let's see, Asa, LOL, yep, exactly. Uh, Christine says laugh out loud. It was pretty funny. It was funny because it was sort of out of character for me. Usually I would just be like rolling my eyes and go, okay, yeah, he's having a bad day, but nope, not this time. I had to open my big mouth and insert foot. Um, It was only later when I was thinking, oh, maybe maybe, maybe he's having a bad day. And then I laughed hysterically, you guys, this is so bad. As he was pulling out of the parking lot, I heard the train horns. So I knew that the train, the arms were going to have to come down because, you know, we were near the train tracks. And so usually that time of day is a long freight train. <laughs> so for, for as impatient as he was, he was going to get stuck behind a train. I love it. Like, karma, right? Uh, All right. So let's go on to the human design aspects now of Venus, because I think there's an interesting tale to be told by looking at it through human design. So I'm going to share my screen so I can kind of show you the progression of um, Venus's transits. So right now today, today, she is sitting right here. So get your human design charts out now, people, so you can tell whether you have it defined, or if this is an open gate for you that some gets defined during this period of time or not. And we'll go more through these things as this, um, um, this transit, unveils itself or gets revealed, but this is just giving you this idea of, well, what am I facing during this Venus in Leo time? And it all begins today with the uh, Venus sitting at the gate 56. Now gate 56 is a gate on the throat center. It's a storytelling gate. Wow. I've told a couple of stories here this morning, haven't I? So the gate 56 wants to tell stories. It wants to speak to the story. So the stories, hopefully of love, hopefully of, uh, you know, attraction, of romance, of, you know, the positive and things. And that is only going to last for a day or two. In fact, I should have gotten my little book out here to tell you how long that one is. Today, June 5th. She is only going to be at the fifty-six until uh, June 8th. So until Thursday. So on Thursday, then she moves down to the gate 31. Also on the throat. So remember Gemini gates were most, Gemini was all in the throat centers, right? And now we have some Leo throat center energies. Three of the gates that were taken up by Gemini are taken up by Leo energies. So Venus and Leo at 56 will be very much about sharing story. When we get to the 31, the 31 is called the gate of the leader. This is where we we come into our own As leaders in the world, now, that doesn't mean that everybody has to go be the leader of a group or a family or community or the country, not like that's not what I'm talking about here necessarily, although that can be part of the experience. But how is it that you come out into the world and define yourself as different uh, as a a leader in your own world, like as a leader, as a role model even might be another good word that we can put here in uh, what you do right? In sharing what you love. So leadership energy, interesting Leo energy. We often think of Leo as leaders, right? The leader energy. It's, it's very uh, dominant sort of, of energy, dominant as it's un, it's not scared of taking on the leadership role. So here we are all moving out of any kind of fear we might have in really showing up in our own power and with our own in our own magnificence right during this period of time then she'll move over to the 33 and the 33 is a gate that is also about the stories this is more the story keeper energy and the story keepers are the ones that uh, are the people and all of us are going to end up in this where people just want to tell you their stories right they trust there's a level of trust here and a trust that you'll hold the story, but then not just hold the story, but also share the story when appropriate as a teaching method for someone who needs to hear what you have to say. Remember though, the throat center is projected energy projected, like in the sense of a projector, where the we're waiting for the invitation from life or to from a person literally, to pull that energy out and share it with the right person in the right time with the invitation. So the 33 also a storytelling, but mostly story keeping, they're the historians, right? So they're keeping track of all of the input, so that they can share it with the right person or the right group when asked, and other than that, they hold on to the stories, right? So they're kind of trustworthy. We'll have to learn to be trustworthy holders, trustworthy keepers of of um, the words, right? Keepers of the words. Then after 33, Venus will move into the Gate Seven. The Gate Seven is also a kind of leadership gate. This is more the power behind the throne kind of, of energy where there's a lot of support that goes into um, providing for the leader, helping the leader. It, it, this whole channel actually in human design is um, really about democratic leadership. Now, I don't mean necessarily democracy as a political movement, but democratic leadership where all voices matter. Right, where everything, all points of view um, can come together and blend. Right, this is something that is key to our survival on this planet as we move forward. Right now, we're seeing the breakdown of everything that's been hierarchical. Right, so we our human design does not support hierarchy, instead, it supports what Richard Rudd in the Gene Keys would call synarchy that is, rulership by the whole, right, or togetherness. Um, supporting the most number of people. Um, there's a whole lot more we could say about this, and I didn't really mean to get into that, but this is an entire channel devoted to that kind of energy, supportive power sharing, right? Sharing power. And in a hierarchy, we are always you know, going up the chain. There's always someone above us, that uh has power over us okay we don't want that we want to be in uh sharing mode now here we start uh, in july at the gate four up here on the ajna so the energy moves out of the throat center and uh out of the identity center and up to the ajna so now we know we're talking about, or we're, we're thinking, <laughs> what are we thinking? What are we analyzing? How are we viewing the world through our mind screens? And the gate four is a gate of possibilities. So I kind of love this in July. We have, this is, you know, the it, we don't move to the gate four until, uh, July, not July 4th, either just July somewhere there. I can't remember when, uh, I could tell you, I should tell you, uh, July Actually, we move to the four on June 28th and are there all the way through July 7th. So you can really tell Venus is slowing down. She's not staying in a gate two days or three days. She's staying for a week or so at a time, a week to 10 days at a time. Now the gate four sets the tone for the possibilities. What more is possible? There's a lot of curiosity here and uh, we need to avoid getting caught up in old thinking patterns, right? This is a a key for us to really get outside of that old thinking model that we've been in and to move more toward, well, what more is possible? So seeing possibilities. Now, the first gate that, Venus will be in and retrograde is the 29. The funny thing about the 29, we call it the gate of saying yes. It wants to say yes to everything. Life is so much fun, right? So let's, i yes to that. Yes to that. And yes to that over there too. And then I find myself burning out because I can't do it all right now. Things are dropping off or I'm, you know, putting forth a lot of energy to try to keep up with my commitments. So this is called the gate of commitment. The commitment here is to say yes to the right things, not yes to everything, right? So we're going to be learning about taking a chance on saying no, perhaps, right? Um, the, The sacral is the center for doing and action. And it always works in response to what shows up in our outer world. So if we're saying yes to things that show up in our outer world, but also saying yes to ideas and inspiration that's coming from within us, we're going to burn out right, all of those oranges or or pins that you're juggling are going to fall. But if we say yes to the right things, and the right things being those things that we've used that we've that we've said yes to through our strategy of our type, and the authority that we have personally, along with responding to what shows up in the outer world, then we'll be saying yes to the right things for us as individuals. We're often very tempted to say yes, because we'll think we think it's going to make other people happy, right? So then the retrograde will go backward to the gate four. Again, we review possibilities. We review our curiosity. Where is that taking us? Then she goes back to the gate seven, the gate seven in retrograde reviewing how we support one another, how our power structures and our leadership structures are working. And then she retrogrades back to 33. This is where she will turn direct. And we have another couple of days to look at what are the human stories? What do we want to teach going forward? How do we want to teach going forward? So. All right, that's the quick down and dirty. I'm gonna stop sharing. And by the way, in your uh, own charts, um, you wanna look at where it is, what those gates are in your chart. Are they defined, meaning they have color attached to them or are they white? Is it part of an entire channel that's defined or colored in or is it part of a channel that's all white? because that's gonna tell you more personally how it's going to impact you. So if you already have one of those gates defined, this isn't going to be new energy for you. This will just be Venus adding her flavor of energy to this. So looking at your desires, looking in your relationships, looking in your finances to see whether you are uh, in alignment with what the highest potential of those gates are or not. If it's completely open in your chart, then this is new energy that is being uh, established. If you have it open, you have inconsistent energy, let's say to saying yes, right? Maybe you're moody because you have the emotional center defined and you say yes and no inconsistently. So now with it defined, you may be like, I want to say yes to everything, which would be not the right thing for you to do, (laughs) right right you would want to be very careful so look at your human design if it's defined you're adding to what's already there if it's open then you have new energy that is going to be taking place for you in your chart and of course by far and away the best place to do this as a personal visit is to have a session have your human design chart read um i do human design i do astrology i do both of them together uh, but you don't have to choose me, you can have that done anywhere. But m- maybe get it done so that you can understand yourself more clearly. All right, questions. Let's see, I'm going to go back. Uh, Christine says he manifested it, yes, he did. Margo Lynn, hello on my Mars and North Node. Oh, yes, so this is. You know, these are important things to know about yourself. Your north node, Margot, is your, your destiny, right? Life pulling you in a different direction than what it was pulling you into when you were younger, or, um, I sometimes think as of the south node as the safety zone, right? The comfort zone, it's where everything's worked for me. It's, you know, where I feel comfortable and yeah, I may you know, not feel like I'm going anywhere fast, but it's comfortable. The North node is not comfortable. The North node is discomfort, but we also feel pulled and called to to move toward that North node. So it sounds like you have a North node in Leo. So you're being called or pulled to express yourself in your own uniqueness, right? To follow your heart, to follow your heart and your, your passions so that you can express yourself uniquely in the world. That's your path. Now, to me, to other people standing back and looking in, that is a destiny that everybody would want to have, right? To be told, hey, follow your heart. That's where you're headed to go, right? You need to go that way. Um, But I can tell you from having my own Leo North node that it doesn't always feel so good. It almost feels sometimes like you might be betraying others if you did what you wanted, um, or that you won't be accepted out in the world if you do what you really wanted. But I can assure you, your destiny is calling you out of the group mind and out into your unique self-expression. That Okay, is your job now. Mars, taking action on that. JLo, 31.3 is my purpose. Coming out. You're coming out. It's a coming out party. And JLo says, ha ha, sounds like me. Uh, All right, questions. Anybody else about Venus? we're going to, we have plenty of time to talk more in depth about each of those placements in your human design. Uh, there are several aspects that Venus will be making during, uh, her transit of Leo. And the first one comes up today, right today, Johnny on the spot, Pluto at zero degrees, Aquarius opposing, or I should say Venus at zero Leo opposing, Pluto at zero Aquarius. So these themes are already activating. Transforming is the theme out of Pluto, right? Transforming in a way in Aquarius to be prepared to serve the greater humanity, but to also be unique and inventive and different. Be yourself. And then with Venus at zero degrees of Leo, just entering into the potential of all that fiery self-expression, that love, that passion, right? That uh, is just waiting for us to express uh, in the world. Then on June 8th, uh, she will Venus will square the North Node. So now we have some challenges to that Aries North Node right now, that is, well, is at three degrees of Taurus, Yeah. Three degrees of Taurus. Did I say Aries? Not in Aries yet. Three degrees of Taurus. So all all of us will be kind of pressed to be or challenged to find our uniqueness, (laughs) to find our voices, to find our self-expression, to find what is supportive for us right? That we want to share with the world. Remember the bigger theme is the potential for us to uplift the world through sharing our gifts and our talents with the world, you know, as a path of service, if you will, but service meaning as a way to uplift, not as a way to, you know, take and be undermined yourself. Right. Um, And then we have June 13th, a quincunx, which is an inconjunct to Saturn. We may find that we have to do some dancing around, some adjusting to be able to rearrange our lives a bit in order to align with our highest heart's calling. So keep that in mind. And at the end of the month of June, we have a trine from Venus to Chiron. Lots of healing potential here right? Healing the heart, healing the identity, healing the soul in a way that uh, really puts you on the path to being your true and authentic self. So June through the lens of Venus is very empowering, very much, you know, calling us out into the wider expression of of us individually, right? So, all right, Uh, let's do a couple of cards for the week ahead. We didn't even really talk about anything else for the week, but we also have uh, Pluto in retrograde moving backward into Capricorn this week. Uh, We also have uh, Venus opposing, well, that's today Venus opposing Pluto. Then we also have Mercury in a sextile to Neptune. So we also have some highly spiritual energy, maybe some highly intuitive energy. So the gift this week might be in our intuition, but also in the action steps that we take to really come to our hearts. There's that. Okay, so let's pull, let's pull, let's pull, let's pull a dragon and a Pleiadian wisdom. So let's pull the dragon first. Since dragons really represent passion, right? That's fire energy. Uh, I think it's a good choice for us to be able to see, well, What's maybe some of the wisdom from the cosmos and what we get, oh my God, I cannot tell you how fantastic this is. Can you guys see this? I pulled a fire dragon, a fire dragon. And it says underneath it burns up the lower energies around you. You are safe and protected, be determined and inspired, clear your soul pathway fire dragon. I swear you guys, I don't make, I don't, I, I really don't make this up. It just happens. So let's read more about the fire dragon fire, fire page 22. Oh, I like that double numbers 22. All right. This is a fourth dimensional dragon and he radiates a bright orange, fiery light. They are powerful beings who give us power thrust and determination when we work with them. They are the master clearance experts and will direct their blazing flames at anything we ask them to, transmuting lower vibrations that no longer serve us. They will fly in front of us when we travel, often burning up challenges before we reach them. They are also extremely protective of their companions and those who work with them. They will light up our friends and roar at those who undermine us. Here's your guidance for the fire dragon. If you have received this card, it is time to invite the fire dragons to burn up any circumstances in your life that are not serving you. Call on them to delve deep into your childhood or past lives to release you from the past so that your future can shine. They have the ability and power to travel along the timeline of your soul journey, clearing, healing, and transmuting as they do so. They are happy to do this while you sleep if you ask them. Ask them to clear and light up the path in front of you each day, then relax and thrust. No, relax and trust that all is as it should be. These orange dragons have huge open hearts and love to keep you safe by creating a fiery wall of protection around you or your home and your family. So remember to ask them to do so call on them to light you up in their flames and breathe inspiration into you. You may be amazed at the positive and courageous way you start to deal with people and situations. Fire dragon, literally fire we've been talking about. And then we get a fire dragon. I love it. Okay. Let's do a Pleiadian. Uh, Let's see here. The Pleiadian cards are a little more gentle, maybe. We'll see. We'll see what element we get here. And we get, look at who you need to be rather than what you need to do. We got the very first card. The first card is number one, healing being. Healing our being. There we go. That's a beautiful card. All right, so now... See What I did with the book, uh, one healing. So it says to heal completely includes healing all old concepts, all old judgments, and all old beliefs that no longer serve you. The first step for healing is to look at who you need to be rather than what you need to do in your life or the outer world. That makes sense. The physical world is a manifestation of thought energy. So your thoughts need to be consistently of a higher vibration to change a lower vibrational imbalance or dis-ease. The old you must drop away before you can move into healing, whatever might be out of balance. Remember that you are a divine spark of light, which gives you the power to heal anything within you. Universal energy. One is initiating energy. Begin working on yourself by releasing whatever is out of balance and no longer serves your overall health, right? There we go. Look at who you need to be rather than what you need to do. That's a great message for us for the week. All right. That is it for me today, guys. I will see you on Friday. Have a great week. Much love. Do you wish you could better understand yourself and what is going on in the world? Well, grab your cup of coffee or tea and join the podcast Living Astrology with Janet Hickox for Astrology, Human Design, and Gene Keys Wisdom, Mondays and Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Podcasts are available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and your other favorite outlets.